That's good. You gotta try it, man. It's amazing. I could teach you how to tap dance. Really? Yeah. Don't you talk to her like that. Your first kiss, 30 seconds, is an eternity. They kiss for 27 seconds. I was like, am I pregnant? Like, what? <laughs> is this how this works? Tom, if we get in trouble for this, I swear to God, I'm never gonna think that on my deathbed. I'm so excited. Welcome, everyone, to uh, another episode of Everybody Loves Tom. We have an awesome guest today. I'm so excited. The infamous, amazingly talented Jojo Siwa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Everybody loves Tom. Everybody. <laughs> like, really, everybody kind of does, right? Yeah. So I made a cocktail. Um, this is has uh, muddled raspberries, blackberries, uh, lemon juice with a banana orange pineapple juice topped with a sparkling water. Okay. And I try it now? It's yeah, not my time. No it. alcohol, right? No alcohol. Tight. Cheers. Cheers. It's the JoJo Sparkle Splash. Yeah. Oh, I love that name. JoJo Sparkle Splash. Oh, shit. That's good. It's good, right? You made this? Mm-hmm. I should have tried your blueberry cobbler. Dude, right? <laughs> I told you. were you. telling me about that. Tom made this drink every day on Special Forces. Yeah. You gotta try it, man. It's amazing. You gotta try this drink. <laughs> and Tom and I is It's not what beds. I sound like. It's exactly what you sound <laughs> Pretty like. Pretty accurate. Tom and I's beds are right next to each other, so he'd always have his little canister with his little blueberry cobbler. It was like hot water, <laughs> It was sugar, uh, yeah, it had like blueberry uh, juice or whatever it was. It was tea with uh, oat milk, and then it was uh, this like berry concentrate i don't know what that stuff was it was basically like Pure sugar yeah exactly it was like watery jelly almost yeah. um and then like <laughs> why were I they can't... giving that to you guys uh-huh i don't know i i honestly don't know tom mixed all that together so we had all those <laughs> items individually so what we always had in our mess which was like our kitchen was water hot water um, tea packets, green tea packets, instant coffee, sugar, and then these two weird, like, watery jellies, a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and Tom would mix them up, and, you know, everyone would have, like, a coffee or a tea, or we yeah. we also got electrolyte tablets, so mm. we'd put that in warm water. But this man made a, he called it his blackberry cobbler. It's like blackberry cobbler. It's like, it's my blackberry cobbler drink. It's, it's good so good, my- you gotta try it. It's good for morale. You gotta uh, try it, man. Uh, Make you feel like you're at Thanksgiving dinner. You gotta try it. <laughs> Did you guys have, like, a secret little crafty station? No. No? <laughs> no. No. It was real. real. Well, 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 we kind of made our own at some point. <laughs> because yeah. at some point, like for breakfast, there was um, there's always the same thing. So there was always uh, scrambled eggs, plain oatmeal, a platter of uh, white bread, and then uh, a bowl of jelly and a bowl of um, dried fruits, like yeah. dehydrated fruits. And so Tom would always take like a handful of the dehydrated fruits and like savor them. Like he would, he would save them. <laughs> oh, yeah, put them in my pocket. And then he'd see them bust them out through the day or or whenever we got our su- surprise sandwich bags. Um, oh, yeah, sometimes was... three of the days they gave us uh, a brownie in one, a chocolate cake in one, and then like a banana bread thing in one. And so we would, we learned day one, like we like thought we were going to get them every day. So we like ate it right away. Once we realized that that was a rare occasion, we um we basically would like save like we would take a bite, fold it back up, so take a bite, hoarding. throw it in the bag. Yeah, oh. hoarding. if the D- if the DS caught you eating during your like missions, would you get in trouble? So you would never want to like during you, that would be like the last thing. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but like last thing you would think of doing during a task. Yeah, would be yeah. like, oh, let me get my snack out. Yeah, but in the accommodations, it still was like. Okay, I don't know if I'm supposed to have this or not. One of my favorite parts early on was when um, uh, Tara Reed's 
she got caught smuggling in three packs of Marb Lights. <laughs> did you guys try to smuggle in any creature comforts, like anything? Tom did. You did? I did. I, I, I smuggled in like a vape, pictures, and a pair <laughs> I of, like, remember sunglasses. when Tom pulled his vape out in the accommodations. She and... was not happy about it because she thought we were all going to get in trouble for it. Because oh, yeah. you, th I, I mean, in my defense, we all thought, I was like, did he have this fucking watching? Like, I get it. I get it. And I was, the whole thing was like, police each other up, hold each other accountable. Yeah. So man pulls out a vape. I was like, Tom! <laughs> <laughs> this was after he pissed in a corner and got us all in trouble. What? <laughs> well, I, yeah. Tom didn't feel like making the journey to the bathroom in the middle of the night. In so the room? I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait. In the room? No, no. no I no. went outside and beat around the side. The I didn't want. I didn't want to wake anybody up. I felt bad. Um, <laughs> then we all got in trouble for it. So then when you whipped the vape out, I was like, "Homie." Yeah. And he was like, "Don't fucking say anything, Jojo. No one's gonna know." And I was like, "Tom, if we get in trouble for this, I swear to God." I was like, "It's fine." It's My fine. favorite part at one point, we we won't say when, but at one point when. Uh, <laughs> We're like whispering. I'm so scared. When we're whispering and you're like, hey, don't yell. And I'm like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like, don't you fucking talk to her like don't, that. Don't yell at her like that. Wait a minute. Stop. <laughs> don't you yeah, yeah. I love that moment. We got a little aggressive. So wait, so out of like, obviously, you know, you I came, hope they hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my God, please. It's so funny. <laughs> I like I like wanted to laugh right away. You guys just want to be like, shut the fuck panicking. up. I was fucking panicking. You know, you've been on Dancing with the Stars. You've yep. been on Mass Singer. Yeah. Oh, you just did that show. Name that tune, that one? Yes. Yeah. Are you talking just reality shows? Just shows in general. Like out of all of them, how do you rate them? So like my my favorites that I've gotten to do, for sure Dance Moms. First show that I ever did was Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition. It's a spinoff, basically, of Dance Moms. Um, a little, like, sideshow from it. Uh, Mass Singer was incredible. Dancing with the Stars was unreal. Special Forces, of course, was amazing. Um, when I was little, I got to do a, They did Lip Sync Battle Shorties. Um, so it was Lip Sync Battle, but it was for kids. And oh, cool. um, I was the Chrissy Teigen, and Nick Cannon um, was the LL Cool J. So Nick and I got to host it together, which was really fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been around the block of my own TV shows as well, reality style. I had a 16th birthday TV show, a dream concert TV show, uh, uh, one called Georgia Sea of My World. Um, we did Sea Dance Pop Revolution, where I found my girl group, XOMG Pop. So I've been, I've been around the block of um, reality shows. It's a toss-up for me of Dancing with the Stars and Special Forces. Really? That's my number one and two. Yeah, Dance Moms would be the number three for sure. But... Um, it, Dancing with the Stars, I loved because it was longer. Yeah. It was 74 days of wow. every day. Wow. And it's, Dancing with the Stars is intense. It is, it is stressful. It is pressure. But I had the best time of my life on it. But Special Forces, like, I think just because of the way it changed my life was, was they both shows changed my life for very different reasons. Um, but both brought me something that I was missing and needed to find in my life. Uh, what do you yeah. feel? Um, how do you feel that special forces has changed you in a sense? It's interesting. I feel like pre forces, it was always my job, my job, my job, my career, my career, my career. And then while we were there, it I I I mean, I think we all realized like what we really care about and what we really value in life. Um, and so for me, I remember like I want to go home and like live 
you know, and, and enjoy it more because I feel like I got in kind of a rut of just like the only thing that matters is work and numbers and career. Yeah. But I'm never going to think that on my deathbed. And I think I, I, I explained to my family, um, I was like, I physically am okay, but mentally I died. Like mentally I went away. Mentally I was gone. And it took me when we were back, I mean, and I'm sure you felt this too, like it took me a second to like, come back like I reacclimate yeah yeah. and so like I think going to mental bottom was the best part about forces like it just gave you somewhere to like really go to live now yeah I'm I remember being there and not wanting to leave um there was like a sense of like like you and I would have just stayed the whole like we would have yeah like can we do it again there like let's do another eight days yeah um like as torturous as it was at night when you were like damn i did that was the coolest feeling that release of like you know that's why like in that one scene like i was like crying laughing yeah shitting uh <laughs> coming out of all the ends it's sufficient. Yeah. Like total one. release it was get it all done sufficient. at once <laughs> yeah it's sufficient um i think it's when you do those things where you push yourself so so far and like after you've done it you're just like the the high of like wow i actually like went through that i actually did yep. that is like it's such an amazing feeling i used to get that when i wrestled um we would I didn't run know you were so a wrestler. I, yeah that makes so much sense too though now about like knowing you is okay forgive me i didn't know you before forces no i i didn't know you either i don't know anybody going into <clears throat> it i knew black china but only cuz her kid was a jojo fan and Brian, because we did Dancing with the Stars together, that was the only people that I knew going into it. But then, like, getting to know you, I was like, all right, reality star, like, what you got? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I did not expect you to be fucking Tom the Tank. I was like, damn, what's this dude's background? Thanks. It's pretty scrappy. Yeah, you were... Uh, Wrestling makes sense. You were such a cheerleader. Like, you were all, you were kind of unflappable. Your positivity was <laughs> yeah, contagious. Was yeah. I just you, tried to make everyone happy. Like, yeah. I just tried to keep all the boys' spirits up. You know what I mean? Like, If I'm it ever... Just, if You know, at times, like, you know, you're like... You're like uh, getting your shit kicked out. And you're like, you know, you're like, oh, jo- okay, JoJo, we got it. And then, but it's like... And then, but then, like immediately after, like, like personally, I would think that I'd be like, I'd be like, well, thank God she's being like this. I actually really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember in the beginning, like I was like, damn, these boys got to be so annoyed with me by now, like, because like the reality of it is, I'm a 20 year old, not kid anymore, but like I'm a 20 year old kid. Y'all are men, you know what I mean, like. Nick is fucking 43, you know what I mean, like he doesn't want to be hanging out. With, but then at some point, like, we all were like, nah, this is just the vibe of everyone. And like, yeah. I think once everyone realized, too, that, like, I knew really when it was time to shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, and everyone realized, like, I was only there to help. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I wasn't being positive to, like, you know how some people are, like, fake positive and it's just irritating? And you're like, just shut the fuck it's up. It's more about them, like, rubbing it in your face that, that they're, like, better than you in a sense. Like, yeah. And I was, like, a little... I didn't know you at all. At first, I come across like that. Yeah, a little bit. Like yeah. yes, yes. But then I was like, as time I was like a very short amount of time, I like realized like where you, you know, where you come, like yep. where you come from, and 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 you know, like uh, from what I've known know about you and from what I've seen, like you're always so approachable. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're you're so sweet. You're so giving. Super well grounded, by the way, for all yeah. the success you've had from such a young age. Pop sensation. 
titan of the industry. Like I, I've only met you once, but you seem so well balanced and grounded. I got a damn good mom. Yeah. <laughs> got a good mom and good best friends and a good dad. They all keep me in place. <laughs> By the way, when you talked about your family um, on Special Forces, I cried with you, just so you know. Yeah. I cried immediately. It's interesting, though, because the thing about Forces is it really does, like, just strip you to what you really are. Mm. And it's like, you can try to put on a front, but the DS are so smart. Yeah. And they don't give a shit who you are. <laughs> they don't give a shit about your success. They don't give a shit about your fails. Like, for you, I think going into it, too, like, in your brain, you're like, man, the whole world thinks one thing about me, right? DS yeah. didn't give a shit. They don't yeah. care. They care about how you do and your grit in this beasting. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about that the other day at JoJo. Um, like, I, like this, this is what really got the hooks in me is like when you're, you're DS, when he was first addressing you, he's like, what's your name? And he, you go, JoJo. And he, the way he said it was such disdain. He's like, JoJo. He's I like, don't, like you, don't look at me anymore. I don't like you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I laughed so hard. I was cackling. I remember being there and like looking at him and being like, yeah, you kind of were like. That's a turn on. <laughs> I was like, you're lucky I'm gay, buddy. You're lucky I'm gay. <laughs> so, who do you think was, um, who do you think was tougher on you? Uh, you know, the DS for special forces, or do you think maybe Abby on dance line? <laughs> <laughs> oh, different types of toughness, um, but very similar at the same time. Because one, you know, obviously we're only yeah. there for eight days. Yeah. And and Abby, dance I mean, that's two and a half years. Yeah. Um, thing for me with dance moms is it was tough as hell, but it was everything I ever wanted, and that is just how the dance world is. Like that's how all my teachers have been growing up. I went to dance moms when I was eleven, so I had ten years of dance before going to dance moms. I started when I was very very young. And my mom was my dance teacher for most of my life. And so. What style of dancing do, did you guys do? And Everything. Everything. Um, jazz, tap. Jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, lyrical, contemporary, musical theater. The full nine yards. What's your favorite? You think? Ooh, if you, if, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably yeah. like different. Te technical dance, I really do. I've, I, I like contemporary a lot. Um, I like, like hip hop. There's a style called jazz funk. Where it's like a little like, I've never heard of that. It's like it's like if if because there's hip hop that can be like the like pop and locking type of hip hop, yeah, or the like funky girly hip hop, and that's what I like. I like that like funky hot cool hip hop. Okay. But then I mean, Dancing with the Stars gave me love for ballroom. Mm. I love a jive, mm. love a cha cha, love an yeah. Argentine tango. So many so many styles. It's crazy. I was taking classes. Uh, oh, and dance fucking classes. tap! How did I forget about tap? Sorry. Tap, I love tap. Tap seems very. It's tap seems the most different out of all of them from everything. Tap's like, interesting because it's very complicated. But as a competitive dancer, I mean, you take basic tap your whole life. You take a tap class a week, whereas like technique class, jazz class, ballet class, you would take that. I mean, six six classes a week, and so tap you're always like. You're, it's just there, so that way you have it. But now that I'm older, like I've I've put a tap room in my house because I love it so much. Tap room. Yeah. Wow. Never heard of that, but yeah. You think I should get a tap room? I mean, Fuck yeah. being able to tap dance is super charming. I don't know, man. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could teach you how it. to tap dance. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I love that. Let's go buy right you some now? tap shoes. Okay. I was like, right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk around the mall in them. Yeah. 
That's, okay. I mean, look, as a little kid, that's what you do. You just wear them everywhere. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do they make quieter ones? Yep, they're called tennis shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they put silencers on them. Yeah. <laughs> take the little plates off. When we were coming up with Vanderpump Rules, we were actually going to work. You could find us at Sir and all that stuff. You just seem so, like, calm and adjusted. And I, I noticed, like, sometimes with celebrities and people that I meet, yeah, you know, that come across as not approachable. We deal with people, like, you know, that are drinking and, like, excited about the show and stuff like that. You know, when I was bartending, I would have to cut people off that were, like, getting too drunk. Yeah. And they're also coming from... Michigan to visit us in your aspect like what got you you think so comfortable with dealing with fans I think growing up with it I mean it's been since I was nine and so obviously I had eight years before fame but what do you remember from when you're eight you know what yeah. I mean and so so I think just growing up in it it's just kind of been my lifestyle but I used to be around people who were very mean to fans and that, when I would see that, I'd be like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? And it yeah. would be like people that were bigger, more famous than I was at the time. And so I would, they would get recognized and I wouldn't. And I would be like, that's just not cool. Like, you know what I mean? I understand yeah. like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't want to take a picture or something. But like you smile and you do anyways. It's part of the territory. Yeah. Because um, it's like these people, you know. It's it can be annoying at times, yep. especially like if you're in a big group and you're like yep. at a music festival trying to like walk through a crowd and you yep. get stopped. But like it's you know it's one of those yep. things where you have just a moment to make somebody's day. Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing too. You're either gonna make their day, sometimes even their life. Yeah. Or they're going to then hate you. You know what I mean? And like it's it's my work. other thing is too is like if somebody's coming up to you and they are being very rude and inconvenient. You're taking a piss and you hear over the stall, Jojo, I love you. Can I take a picture with you? You're like, I'm pissing. <laughs> now you just announced a whole bathroom that I'm in here. Like, yeah. but in their head, they're not thinking that. They're thinking, oh my God, Jojo's in here. I'm going to ask her while she's peeing because then she's behind a closed door. And if she wants to say no, it's less awkward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I always try to remember, like, even if somebody is being inconvenient, they never mean to be. Totally. And I've had Jack times. Black in, a, in the bathroom before. You did? Yeah. Honestly, I, was changing. I believe that. You asked was, for a picture? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was bartending his wedding. And uh, he was Will like, Bartend my wedding? Okay. All right, sick. <laughs> okay. Um, that wasn't a yes or no. Locked him in. It was just an okay. He, he's ordained too. He actually, yeah. yeah, he ordained one of my weddings. Really? Yeah. yeah I got married. Ordained twice. Same girl. I could oh, literally really? now divorced. Yeah. <laughs> you got wait wait Maybe wait you don't wait. Want wait. Him then. <laughs> it's a long story. You got married. Yeah. Lost got divorced. His, lost his marriage license. So, Okay. I had so, like we had like the well, all right, all fairy right. tale no, wedding. Had the fairy tale dream wedding in the woods, Northern California. Everything was perfect. It was perfect. And then you know we couldn't find my marriage license, so I was like, why not do the over the top like shotgun, like cheesy Vegas style wedding? Yep. So we did the best of both worlds. Got and it. It was awesome. Anyways, he was dressed as. Um, and how did that work was, out for you now? Were you dressed? As you could as watch all this, by the way. Like an Elvis. It's all documented. It's all on TV. Oh shit! HD, yeah. Amazing. Anyways. Did you go to a normal high school? Because obviously you, you experienced fame at such an early age. Yeah. And obviously, like, when we were growing up, we didn't have, like, social media yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, now it's like you hear stories. It's like, I can't imagine, like, you... Going to school like that. Going yeah. to school and, like, coming on coming into school on a Monday yeah. and, like, something happened. And then, it, like, it snowballed into yeah. this rumor or whatever. And people are posting about it everywhere. Yeah. And it's like... That happened to my first girlfriend 
we dated while she was in high school. How old were you? I was I was sixteen. I was sixteen. Nope, seventeen. I was seventeen. Okay. Um. Yeah. And so she she was sixteen. I was seventeen, and she was a, a junior. And so like when we started dating, she was in high school, and the day that it came out publicly that it was her and I that was dating her school like principal came and got her brought her to the office had like a police officer there and was like we just want to make sure like you're okay like you're you're you know you're safe here and she was like what the fuck like I was here yesterday I'm fine like um and this was in LA no 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 no, Florida Florida Florida. okay yeah we were we were long distance but so we just want to we don't want to make a big deal out of anything but can you please uh, can you please come to the office and uh, like? No, fully. And then it became a thing like people because people didn't even know that her and I were friends. So then when it was public that her and I dated, everyone was like, "What?" Like it, it became like she didn't really know that it was going to be as dramatic as it was, and I didn't either. I didn't mean I didn't know. And so like that taught me a lot fast. Um, but when me, did you first uh, like you came out as uh, queer or gay, gay lesbian? At first, I thought it was pansexual. And then I have a, a, a gay best friend who I love to death, and um, he's gay. But I, I realized with him, I was like, man, I love you so much, but I could never, ever, ever be with a man. Like, <laughs> this is the most love I've ever felt to a man, and I could never, ever love you like that. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, now I say say gay lesbian. Um, so I, that same girl I had, uh, we met on a cruise ship, and I, this was when I was 16. Okay, yeah, you, you kind of mentioned. And I was... Um, I was like, oh, so like, when did you know you were gay? And I was 16, she was 15, and she was like, oh, no, 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 I'm straight. And I laughed, and I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and she was like, no, I am, here's my boyfriend. And I was like, okay, come talk to me in six months when you realize you're gay. <laughs> so then we stayed friends. She lived in Florida, I lived in California. Um, and then six months later, she called me and was like, I think I'm bisexual. I was like, no, you're gay. <laughs> Already told you this. Call me when you realize I'm you're gay. Her hand. Yeah, <laughs> no, like literally. But I was like, proud of you, not to shut it down, but like, It'll be okay. Like, you'll you'll eventually be able to tell me you're fully gay. But, like, sure, go be bisexual for a minute. And we had a really fun friendship dynamic. So that wasn't in a malicious way. It was, it was in a more screw-with-her way. Um, and then six more months later, I, uh, I went down to Florida for a trip. And it was my first time that I was going to get to see her since the cruise. And she, she came up to meet with me. My whole family is there. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, whoa. <laughs> what is this feeling? Like, I, I never felt this before. And But in my head, I'm like, shit, like, she's my best friend. Like, I know she likes girls. She doesn't know I like girls. I don't know I like girls. Why do I feel like this? This is weird. Why do I want her to like me? Why do I want her to hold my hand? We would play this game called Jaden and Abby, which is my brother and his girlfriend, where we would, like, Mm. do what they did. And so, like, if (laughs) Jaden put his arm around Abby, she'd put her arm around me. And, like... That's cute. Yeah, it was cute. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, I, I realized that I had a crush on her. She tried to get me to admit to it, and I was like, nah, nah, I'm not telling you who my crush is. And then she was the first person that I ever admitted, yo, I have a crush on a girl, too. She's like, I knew you were gay. I was like, no, 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 I'm pansexual. <laughs> and then eventually, after like 10 days of us hanging were you, out. Were you scared? Were you nervous? Terrified. Because I... I've, <clears throat> did, that, did that moment, I feel like those moments in our lives forever yeah. change us. Forever. They're so pivotal. And, I remember mine. I actually was talking about it last week. Yeah, and and I'm just—it's crazy to hear you talk about yours. Like, it forever changes you. Yeah, and such in in a I feel like in a very positive way. It's like you literally grow up. Like, yeah, it's like Mario getting the the mushroom and like, yeah, literally, it's like that moment is so pivotal. It's like that like big eye open. Like, whoa. you're owning it. You're Uh-oh. Owning who you are. You're yep. owning how you feel. Yep. 
with with in a in a in a world that you feel like will judge you or you're not good enough yeah. for in a way, and then it's like you take. And it that was moment. kind of in, like a like. I knew my family wasn't gonna like judge me, but I still didn't know. And then I knew my friends wouldn't judge me, but like I still didn't know. You know what I mean? And I didn't. At the time I didn't know any other lesbians. She was the only girl that I knew that like liked girls, and so it was it was still scary to me. You know what I mean? But I felt like yo, nothing else matters. Like the only thing that matters is this feeling that I have for this girl, and it's crazy. That's a beautiful thing. Um, so beautiful. It's, it's the best feeling. Yeah. So then on the last night that we were together, I told her I was like, look, uh, like I, it's you. Like I like you, and she's like, uh -huh. she was, she was stoked about it, and she told me that she liked me. And then about a week, week and a half later, classic lesbian style, she became my girlfriend. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we had a great, we had a great relationship. We dated for nine months. And then uh, once again for three months, and now we're able to have a civil friendship, um, which is which is nice. Um, of course, uh, it's tricky at times because you know you you have such a massive past. Um, she she was my first love. Um, she's a great human. It just we were meant to be together at the time, but not anymore. You know what I mean? Does she um, live in? Oh, uh, uh, she's she's here now. Okay. Um, yeah, she moved she moved out here for school. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy your life journey. Like I remember when I so then I, I guess I was I was I was starting going to my coming out story then publicly, but then I kind of aborted mission. Um, I'll give you the quick rundown. So my that night, like uh, it, when I told her that I liked her, the next night we had a little night, just a little night, okay. like like nothing, nothing, nothing too much. Like the most I had ever done was like kissed a boy for 30 seconds. That's like as much as I've ever done. 29, 30, done. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> literally. More like me counting like, wow, 30 seconds, that was amazing. <laughs> Didn't know that there was a whole That's an eternity though, that. when your first, your first kiss, 30 seconds is an eternity. They kiss for 27 seconds. No, it feels like, I was like, am I pregnant? Like what? <laughs> is this how this works? I like, need to make an appointment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so, so then we had like a little itty bitty bit of a night and I actually like enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed kissing. I understood what it was now. And, and, um, so then the next day I got to my car and, and I walked her to her car and then I got into my car service with my family and I'm sobbing cause I didn't want to leave her. And, and my mom was like, you really like her, don't you? And I was like, mm. and my mom straight up was like, do you like her as a friend or as more than a friend? And I was like, more than a friend, because like I couldn't deny it anymore. Like we had kissed, we told each other we liked each other, and so then my mom was like, "Yeah, I figured." It's like, okay, sick. And then um, my best friend came over, and she we hadn't seen each other because it was COVID, and so she was she came over and we did a distance backyard hangout, and she was like, "So what's new with you?" I was like, "Oh, nothing." Like I didn't know how to tell her, you know what I mean? And then I was like, "What's new with you?" And she was like. Oh, I broke up with my boyfriend, and I'm dating women now. And I was like, oh, my God, me too. Like, that was the easiest <laughs> no coming way. out. Yeah, it was so awesome. Wow. wow. Um, and then, yeah, to that worked out. friends and family, I would call them and just play I Kissed a Girl, and then everyone knew. Um, <laughs> and then to the internet, I, um, I, uh, I kind of got outed, but it was, like, on accident. But I was okay with it because it was true. I just didn't know how to tell anyone yet. Um, Do you think that maybe, in a sense, like, kind of helped? helped? 100%. Yeah. 100% it opened the door for me to walk right through it and I could have shut the door 100% but yeah. I was like nah it's true like I, I, I don't want to hide and I didn't I didn't realize at the time like I was 17 still a kid still a child star still working for a child network um, and I guess I didn't realize like what massive stigma coming out had and and so so people really praised me at the time being like whoa you coming out to the internet like how are you doing this publicly? And like, 
yeah, the corporate that I worked for was like, what are we going to tell the kids? And I was like, what do you mean what are we going to tell the kids? Is that I'm happy? We're going to tell the kids that yeah, like, it's like it's I like a girl? it's 2020 here. Like, yeah. come on, man. Let's let's figure it yeah, out. Yeah, like, and it was like, it was like, yo. You know, this isn't the 90s. Like, you know. And yeah, I like, think now, I mean, if you're a kid listening to this, turn it off because you don't need to hear this. If you're an adult, though, this is valuable information. I think... We have a largely like five and under audience. I so. figured, I figured, yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, mm, Tom Sandoval, all the little six-year-olds. <laughs> What's he known for? We um, love you. Cool. Yes. Oh, yeah, this looks like what I want to listen to. <laughs> um, no, but, but, but for the parents, this is valuable to know. Like, people hear gay, lesbian, and they instantly go to, like, girl having sex with another girl. They don't think, like, how Prince Charming likes Cinderella. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is... Because of because of we people don't talk about it until they're older. They don't talk normally. about it until they're older. So like the Disney of it all is gone. Right, and there's no the way it is with there, a, exactly. I don't, I don't, and I yeah. think that was the thing with me is like there was no child example of how a girl could like another girl, and it was sexually appropriate. The same way that an eleven year old boy and an eleven year old girl like each other and they hold hands and eat a fucking orange on the side of the road together. Like yeah. I did that with a boy when I was nine. You know what I mean? The same way that's okay. That's also okay with a girl. But because there's never been that representation of that, people instantly think like, oh you you like a boy, you like a girl, y'all y'all are fucking you know what I mean? It's it was, like yeah. that's it's been hypersexualized for a long time in, yeah. in media. Also think yeah. it's just part of the word. It drives yeah. me nuts that it's called your sexuality because that's just where your brain goes. You know what I mean? You think oh, yeah. you, you think that and I think that's another part of it. But I think I mean I think it's still a little bit stigmatized, but I think within the next few years people are really gonna see like, no, it's it's the younger you are that you can realize that it's okay. Maybe not realize that you're gay, but like a five year old isn't thinking like, oh man, that's another girl that I want to do. Like, no, a five year old thinking like, oh, I like that girl, like I like that boy. Like that's It also probably, you know, became a little hypersexualized in a sense because, you know, people that are told you can't do something, they, they tend to like it. fight back and overcompensate. So that's why like and you most know, people on on like yeah. during Pride, they're like, Yeah, I'm fucking gay, like, you know, yeah. whatever and they're like very outward about it. Yep. And most people don't come oppressed. out till they're <laughs> the age where that's all you want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, you know, you hit a certain point in life where you understand, like, mm, this is the phase of life that I'm in right now. I want to do and this the, all the time, whether you're straight, whether you're gay. And so... And it's something that, like, you know, growing up, like, obviously, you know, as as a boy, like, you're going to be more, like, comfortable around your, your, your guy, your boy yep. friends. You know, yep. like, girls are, like, a mystery. They're like, ew. Like, you know, same thing with, like, girls. Yeah. With boys. So it's like... You need to understand, like, where, where, you know, how do you feel about that? Like, where are you? Like, you know, is it something more? Is it what? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're talking about me. I'm just talking about like in general, like people like growing up, like yeah. sort of just like exploring, like where, where you are in a sense, because like I like yeah, obviously you're gonna relate more to your to your own sex, like yeah. in a sense, because you are that you it's know? interesting because i as a kid related i would it was easier for me to be friends and it still is like if you think even just me on forces like who i'm friends with i got closer to all the boys versus savannah aaron and kelly i mean i'm pretty close to savannah but and, and kelly and aaron like obviously we're all family but like yeah. way closer to you tyler nick like nick and ty are like my fucking blood you know what i mean and, and like, I've always just found it easier, even when I was little, like, I liked my brother's friends more than I liked my own friends. Um, 
And I don't know if that's just me being gay or if boys are just easier to be friends with and I could just see that some girls were just catty girls. Um, but I think that the thing is, is no matter where you are in life, you're going to find your people. And there will be phases of life where your people are female. There will be phases where they're male. There will be phases where they might be non-binary, you know what I mean? But your people will come into your life when they're meant to and they will leave your life when they're meant to. And I, I there was this quote in, the, in my movie, The J-Team, that they wrote in the script and it was saying that sometimes friends outgrow each other and that's okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's such a true thing. Like people are going to get on and off your bus and you just kind of got to keep driving. Yeah, I mean, people are in different places in their lives. Like yep. I have friends that, you know, I live a very different lifestyle. No, uh, yeah. super normal life. <laughs> super normal. Uh, you know, and I have friends that have, you know, families and and just they're different, different priorities, different, definitely different sleep schedules. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, it's just, it's just what happens. Yep. You know? Yeah, it does. Um, I was thinking like, Jojo, like when you were 13, you were dropping bangers, getting like billions of views. You yeah. were a super, you were established. Thank you. At that point. I'm thinking back, Tom, when we were 13, I was, I was learning how to kickflip, playing baseball, yeah. probably <laughs> collecting baseball cards, maybe teeping yeah. a house yeah. on oh, a yeah, Friday. A house. Like, Never is, done that. <laughs> is there any part of you that yearns Wait, for that? We should go TP a house. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we should go TP a house. Let's just do it to someone we know, so that we don't get in trouble. Okay. <laughs> Sam, a good kid. <laughs> let's, let's go fucking do it to DSQ. Does he live here? He lives in San Diego. Okay. Let's take the road trip. That would be right. Yeah, let's do it too. You gotta never expect it. You gotta TP a house. Um, I TP my I I TP'd uh, Jackson. You did. We TP'd Jackson's house. He didn't participate. But uh, you ever yearn for any of that? I won't say mundane because that stuff. I I cherish that. Let's TP Kelly's house. Okay. Yes. Quote unquote normal. Yeah. You're you know, normal's all relative, of course. But I'm wondering if you ever. Do you ever just like wanna? I didn't even know. I didn't know what normal life looked like because I was so in my bubble. My friends were only industry friends, and and that was until until I started dating. And then when I for for real dating, I mean, I had a I had a I had a I had a cutie little boyfriend. He was so cutie, and then I had this <laughs> other cutie little boy that I talked to. But when you held an orange with, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but once I once I dated my first girlfriend. She was normal. She went to normal school. She had a normal life, nothing to do with the industry. Um, and so I got a glimpse into Friday night parties. And I got a mm. glimpse into Friday night football. And I got a glimpse into homework. And I got a glimpse into high school. And I never I never realized that there was something even that I missed out on. And I think for me, I look at parties. And I, even at that phase of life, and especially now that I'm older, but like even at that phase being 16, 17, it's like, that's stupid. Like, do not do that. Do not. I used to tell her all the time. I was like, if you drink, fine. I hate it, but fine. If you get in a car, we're done. Like, I will never, I just, I won't tolerate. And I think sometimes, you know, I see like that high school kid that thinks they're invincible. And I see that in a lot of high school kids. And I never wanted that. But what I did, like, I used to get so like, wow, I wish I could do that, is we would FaceTime and she would be literally walking into school. Mm. And I just like saw that and was like, that just looks so fun. Like, like, you, like you see, so you, never, you, see like, you never, like, you never went into like. So I was, when I was really little, I was two, three, I was three. I came out to California, I got an agent. 
Um, my mom brought me out here. My grandparents had a uh, condo in Palm Springs, so we were able to go stay with them for a few months. Uh, and my mom taught me how to read. She taught me how to write, and she taught me how to do basic math when I was three. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. And so then when I was five and you go into kindergarten, I knew how to read, I knew how to write, I knew how to do math. And so it started like, all right, this is the letter A. And I was like, nah, like oh, my, my brain just like couldn't, couldn't work with it. And so we got me tested when I was little. I was, I was, I, was, I believe I was five when I went into kindergarten. I may have been four. They may have sent me a little early cause I was already, um, kicking it. Um, but then I got tested and I was at a third grade level. And Whoa, so my wow. parents then were like, all right, let's homeschool. In kindergarten. In kindergarten. Yeah. Jeez. So then my parents Dude, were like, Bowser over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I, uh, she knows that reference. <laughs> you I'm just going with it. You, just you aged us, dude. <laughs> Neil uh, Patrick Harris, he was a doctor when he was like 13 on the show. That was even before yep. my time. Yeah. Maybe before not. mine, too, my parents told me about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We queue up the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that in. so my parents homeschooled me. But my mom didn't want me to be the kid that graduated when she was 16. And so she was like, we're going we're gonna to hold her back, right? And that's important to the story because of how it ends. Um, but so then they homeschooled me, uh, I was homeschooled my whole life. Uh, when I was in third grade, I went to real public school for the end of the semester and we held me. So we held me from kindergarten to third grade. I basically did like three years of third grade because we just wanted me to like catch up. You know what I mean? Or, 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 to, or for, the, for to everyone else to catch, catch up. Yeah. We wanted me to age catch up <laughs> yeah. because I was there. And so I did classes at the zoo and just like fun stuff for a few years. Um, and then I went to normal school, got state tested, uh, and, and I was fine. I was very ahead, very advanced still. So I was like, nah, school's not for me. Then that next year, fourth grade is when I started working in the industry. And so on, you just sat on school three hours a day, get it all done. I'd get all my school done in an hour. You were like 10 years old. Yeah, I was 10. So then I got, I would, I would, I was so fast in my school on Dance Moms. I used to actually hack into the other girls' computers and Whoa. I would help them with their work. Uh huh. Like, yeah. It, it was fun. Somehow, I've, I, that just seems so fitting. I yeah. can just totally imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when I was 16 is when I was going to go on my first uh, concert tour. And so before my 16th birthday, I was like, well, I I can't do school. Like, three hours a day of school on a concert tour is not, like, not happening. And so I graduated when I was 15. Powered through because I Whoa. then I then I just kind of High I school. just kind of worked you know what I mean and so then I got ahead of school and then the plan was to graduate when I was like seventeen like just a little bit early and then once I knew I was going on tour my like whole fifteen year I was like nah let's get let's wrap this up so wow. we wrapped it up graduated and haven't looked back since holy shit wow. fifteen so my graduated. parents were like we don't want her to graduate when she's sixteen I was like all right fine I'll do it when I'm fifteen. <laughs> Damn, dude. Can, you, wow. can you talk a little bit more about the thing that you 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 miss or wanted it was like the idea of walking into school with your friends it was like the innocent stuff yeah she um that, that's and so the, interesting the, the, to like me. being anonymous in a sense yeah and like, like just going to the moments. store and coming home and doing her homework like because people I, take that for granted i feel like yeah you know do. they don't even think about it it was something really exciting about walking into school like in high school and like 
wondering what this person's wearing today. Yeah. Wonder if people are gonna yeah. like think I'm cool this year. Like yeah, you know? and like she would also day. FaceTime yeah. like in between periods when she would be rushing to class, and she'd be like, "Yeah, we have block scheduled today," and I'd be like, "What's that?" Like I I just don't know any of it. You know what I mean? Because I went to school, but I was homeschooled. It's very different, and it, it just. I don't know. I just I loved it, and then um, she homeschooled her oh. senior year, and so I got like a glimpse glimpse into them like normal kid homeschooling versus like industry kid homeschooling, and that was cool. Like I, who know, She um, she used to play softball too, and like when she got her school softball uniform and she had to go to practice every day. Like I just like I loved that so much. And I was like, you don't understand what I would give to like have that. It was just so cool to me. Um, so you said like being on tour, yeah. that's that's probably like a, a grind. I mean, yeah, I, I, we we just kind of started. Yeah, yeah. Um, we you know, like sometimes playing like, what do we do? Like four shows in a row, then four do, shows, do three and four shows in a row before an off day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're an athlete, like going on tour. Yes, you have to train like an yeah. athlete. Absolutely, yes. you do. Um, I work out at night, yep. like after the yeah. show <laughs> yep yeah yeah and that high i mean it's once that's the thing once you're on that train and you're like after the show you can do anything i'm not like, yeah i'm not yeah. drinking so like i'll i'm like what do i do if i'm just gonna sit around and like either eat or want to like do something so i'll just go in the gym and just like yep burn yep. that Get burn the in. energy off yep yeah yeah concert tour for me was i mean it's my favorite thing ever it, it really is i did um started out in theaters and then on that same tour, went to arenas, and I did a hundred. So, well, so like with your shows, what are they typically? Because you said you sometimes. Because I remember we were talking about like doing karaoke, and you were like, "Yeah, I only want to do like uh, Eminem or whatever." Yeah. Oh, what's your right. go-to song, JoJo? My <laughs> Slim Shady. Top, yeah. Oh, okay. Slim Shady by Eminem is my go-to karaoke. Nice. Um, I like or, Superman. Um, Look at me now. Yeah. Because I like the um, it's it's not Eminem, but um, I like the super fast rap and Look at me now. Um, so something about me is my singing is my biggest insecurity mm -hmm. and it stems from when I was little people told me that I couldn't sing and so then I grew up believing that and I mean look I know I will never ever be Mariah Carey or Celine Dion and it's not my goal but I do love making music and I do love performing it is my favorite thing ever but my voice I'm so insecure about and so up until I was 15 I would never sing live I'd be like What's up, Kids' Choice Awards? Mic off. Fully lip sync. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even like sing out loud with the mic off because I was like, nah, if you put my live voice on there, I won't do it. Whoa. Um, and then I fell in love with Freddie Mercury. Mm. And uh, he said this quote, no one can sing my song better than I can. And I actually have that quote on my in-ears. When you're truly yourself, there's um, no way you can be second best. Yep. Yep, and so then I told my whole team when I was going on my first tour, it was just going to be when I was right. It, my first show when I was fifteen, and my second show when I was sixteen. So it was it was right around my sixteenth birthday, and uh, I told my whole team I was like, "All right, I'm, I, I decided I'm singing live," and my team laughed at me, and they were like, "No, you're not. Like, good one." And I was like, "No, no, no. I'm singing live, hundred percent live. I don't care if I sound like crap." And they were like, um, Jojo. And I was like, what? And they were like, not only now are you not going to just do like one or two songs for a show. You're doing 20 songs back to back. Like you're going to pre-record it and you're going to have a good time. And I was like, no, I'm going to not pre-record it. Because if I say, what's up, Michigan? And my voice sounds like crap, but then I sound amazing on the track. Nah, it's not my vibe. I want to sing live. 
So they Nickelodeon had me do pre-records anyways. So I had them. And I told him, I was like, this is a waste of time. I'm never going to do it. And I told my music producer at the time, who I'm super duper close with, I was like, you know we're wasting our time today. Every day we did pre-records. I was like, we're wasting our time. And he'd be like, I know, JoJo, but just in case you need them. And I vowed. I was like, no matter how fucked my voice gets, because you're using your voice every day, you're going to lose it. I was like, I will never touch these pre-records. Mm. Never touched them. Never used wow, them. Nice. That's awesome. Never touched them. 134 shows. Never touched them. Um, yeah, sang live. Um, I don't wow. know. Something Something about it. I Something clicks when I'm on stage. And my body gets more broken than my voice does when I'm on tour, for sure. Because, I mean, I'm full dancing. And oh, I, like, I so commit tough. to go in. Yeah. you're losing your breath. I mean, that's the, your, biggest, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like, that... My stamina is very... Pit, what makes you pitchy is what is literally just losing your breath. Losing like, your that's breath. what makes yeah. you sound like shit. Um, I've done a lot of stamina training, though, in this life. Oh, my <laughs> oh God. I bet you have. Oh, my God. So, JoJo was literally, like, she was training, like, for almost, like, a month before Special Forces. You had a weighted vest. You are breaking yeah. your boots in. Like, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I I was, like, days before, like, trying yeah. to, like... Yeah. Get on the bike trying to like not skip legs day, which was yeah. like my biggest regret. Even like when we would like sprint to the places, like I'd be like in the middle of the sprint, I'd be like, Man, I'm a little tired right now. And then we'd get there and like all the boys would be like <gasps> <gasps> And I'd be like, Are y'all fucking good? Like <laughs> Like, I thought, like, oh, yeah, I'm like, this is, like, a little exhausting, right? But then I Dude, didn't realize that, like, you. everyone was, like, gasping for air. I was Wait, like, ooh, did you someone's like, stamina training paid off. We're, like, literally trying to, like, we're like, Dude. You feel like you're gonna fucking die. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna die. Okay, thank God. I remember after the beasting, which will be on episode um five that's about to come out. I don't know when the podcast airs, but the the beasting. After it, I was like, damn, that was a good workout. And then like Nick's over there, like a fucking high, <laughs> hypothermic. Is the puke corner, dude. I, I think like, you guys had a puke corner by the way. This was good. Like yeah, I feel no. good now. <laughs> I'm ready oh for the God. actual workout. Yeah. Okay, stamina is so impressive to me as someone who doesn't sing and perform because I know how I feel after I sing a karaoke, after I sing an Eminem song, maybe karaoke. Yeah. I need to sit down for like 20 minutes yeah. and just recalibrate. Yeah. The thought of doing like 20 yeah. songs in a row is, is so impressive Thank to me you. and dancing, Thank choreography, you. everything. Full out. Crowd work. Yep. I guess you probably start to learn just like proper breathing yeah. and like... Cause and I, where know, to breathe and... and, yeah. and Sneaky I mean, breaths. Here's, here's what I always tell myself. No one cares. No one in that audience gives one crap if I'm tired. Yeah. They don't give a crap if I'm out of breath. And especially my mom watching me with her folded arms in the sound <laughs> booth. Because if I am out of breath, she will tell me. And if I look <laughs> bad, she will tell me. And you're not going to a concert to see me be like, <gasps> gassed on the third song. You know what I mean? On that third song, you want the energy lift. And so I just, I mean, I do it for the people. And I, I love it. But yeah, no, I'll literally like pre-show, I won't be able to walk. Like my legs will just be done giving out. People will be like, how are you going to do the show tonight? And I'll be like, I don't know, but I will. Get on stage, can't feel it. I've been close to canceling shows, especially yeah. early on. Oh, yeah. Nah, and like freaking out. And then no I just what, like, don't do it. then they somehow like, no, I know. Yeah. Somehow they end up being like some of our best shows. I yep. mean, there's been and times. And the best memories. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll like call up my vocal coach, like be FaceTiming him. I'm like. You know, I'll be like, Mark, I can't. I'm Mark. I'm like, literally, like, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, you're fine. And 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 really, too, like, you know, I have, we have back, I have a backup singer um, yeah. and another female singer. We have two backup singers. But also, it's like, people just want you to be able to hit those high notes. Yep. And also, we're, because we're a cover band, and obviously, yep. your fans, like, they know the songs. They're singing them just, like, yep. they're screaming them out, too, because yep. they know the words. And it's, 
I know someone coming to my show is just there for a good time. They, yeah. they yeah. ain't coming to see the best vocalist. You know what I mean? Like, They're so hyped to see you, and JoJo. And I would tell yeah. you, like, if you're going to see vocals, do not come to my show. <laughs> yeah, Celine Dion is not, you and Mariah Carey are not time. doing, like, crazy-ass, right. like, yep. choreo. Like, yeah. You know, they're wheeling her out on a fucking, uh, you know, jet ski and she's waving like this and singing right. Dream Lover, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Like, Mariah's got that voice, you know? I um, did really screw my voice up, though, while I was on tour. Um, we don't know when or how it happened, but I, I won't take vocal lessons because they make me feel like I'm a bad singer. They make me have those insecurities. So I stay far away from them. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's done the opposite for me. In fact, that thing that you said about, um, I've worked with... I just keep going to vocal coaches yeah. until I find, and, and I learned a new thing from everyone. Everyone, yeah. Um, so currently I have two. Yeah. But uh, this one girl I worked with, Miss Lydia, she said something that really stuck with me. And it's like one song, it's like always a song that like it, it, it clicks. Yeah. Um, it was actually The Power of Love and it, uh, that we did. And um, like, she's like, don't. Stop judging your instrument. I can tell you're judging your instrument. Yeah. I can hear it coming out of your voice. Just literally relax. Yeah. The sound, let the sound come out. Yeah. And accept it. Yeah. Don't judge your instrument. And I, and I, like, she said I that. I wish I could. And I did that. <laughs> and, I've tried. <clears throat> Trust me, for 10 years. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. And another thing I started doing too is that, like, like people have their break or whatever, or like weak areas in their voice. I'm like, I'm just going to sing songs right there. Yeah. Right there until it until goes away. It. Yeah, that's smart. You know? Yeah. Just little mm. things. I mean, you know, <clears throat> and, and another thing, like one, you know, you had a great quote with, uh, you know, like confidence or being confident in who you are. Another thing I always like to live by is like what one person can do, another can do. Yep. You know, so if it, it's like when you see somebody who's doing it, there's a trick. Like people that I looked up to, like, you know, Steve Perry, uh, Matt Bellamy from Muse, Brandon Boyd from Incubus, uh, obviously, um, you know, Chris Cornell from, you know, yeah. Soundgarden. Like, I, I know there's a way, there's a trick. This yep. is how they're doing it. There's a way. Yep. You know, so you just sort of try to figure it out. Yep. And keep it, like, get and it. keep going. Keep going and, yep. and keep it, in a sense, easy. Yeah. Because there's always an easy way to do it. Not easy like, like it's easy, but there's like... You don't have to like lift. It's not like because when I first started, like I'd, I'd, be like, boat. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be like clinching to hit like high notes, and it's like in fact the opposite. Once I realized too live, you can go an octave lower if you want. You can yeah. go an octave higher if you want. You know what I mean? Then you can chant if you want. That's when I was like, ah, let's go, baby. You can also hold the hold the mic to the audience. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> you guys do it because they will love it. For me too, I can just stop. And dance to the instrumental if I just want to dance. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, I always say dance is like my secret weapon. Like, wow. if I know my voice is shot tonight and I don't want to go for the high note, I'll do what my dancers are doing. I'll jump in on choreo. You know what I mean? And like, oh. Wow, that's like, that's great. It's a secret weapon for sure. Well, that's so, that's really cool about you being, yeah. you being a. Uh, a dancer. Well, you being a dancer, but also you being like, it's like being your own music. Yeah. With us, you know, we do covers, so it's like people like. They want you to hit that note. They want you. They want to hear that. Yeah. They want to hear that. Yeah. You know, we make it our own, but you know, they want yeah, that solo or that. Vocal yeah. Part. Yeah. But it's cool though. It's like there's so there's pros and cons to both. For sure. You know. Yeah. What would you if you had a if you could 
cover a song, what do you think would be one of your favorites? I love covering Queen music. Yeah? I like covering Queen and I like covering Elton John. Um, but now I think I'm going to cover Gay For Me by G Flip. Yeah? Yeah, they're my favorite right now. Thank you for schooling yeah. us, JoJo. What'd you say? Thank you for schooling us. Oh, G Flip is the fucking best. I, yeah. I would love to cover a song with you. What are we covering? Slim Shady? Uh, no, I remember I was telling you, um, and I worked with somebody, and I could show it to you, but uh, I think we should do, if, I don't know, time after time? Um, Time, time after time. No, nope, that's not the that's not the melody. I, I if you're lost and you're up and you will find it. If I didn't have my voice right now, if time I hadn't lost my voice, time. I would sing it with you. But it's uh, it's actually sung by it was one of the it was Cindy Lauper and also yeah uh one of the lead vocalists from the Hooters, and uh, wrote it together. And so like he comes in on the on the choruses, but it's a pretty cool way to like do Let's the do verses. It. Let's do it. All right. It'd be I love fun. that. Count me in. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what was I going to say? So um, <clears throat> so what are, you, uh, what are you excited about like coming up? Um, there's a lot. I, I filmed something actually this week that I can't talk about, but I'm so So tell us all about it. Yeah, I'm tell so everything. stoked about it. It's going to be the best. It's only a three-day shoot, um, but I get to see old friends. That's what I can say, and I'm very excited about Old that. Old friends. Um, I have my own podcast coming out, Joe nice. and Now. Nice. Um, it comes out on Halloween. I, uh, I've i got new music coming out, which I'm so stoked about, filming my music video at the end of this month for the first song, which is just, oh, fuck, I'm so excited. Um, what else? I got my girl group, XOMG Pop, who is just... I mean, they're the best. They're awesome. They're taking over the kids' space. I'm excited for the next generation to have good kids to look up to. Um, and, and these kids, these four kids, Penelope, Tiny T, Dallas, and Brooklyn, they they are that. They are the perfect kids to look up to. Um, You're like the new Simon Cowell. <laughs> they're my little babies. Um, well, hey, I want to say thank you so much for coming by and doing this. Dude, anytime. Um, oh, we definitely shit, got, some, yeah. we got some things uh, we definitely got to do. We got to TP a house. You got to do that. Let's do it. I'm Seriously. Um, let's, uh, let's cover a song. Let's do it. Um, and then I definitely want to go. You still want to come to Tom Tom? Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be there. Well, we actually, got I got to go out of town. But uh, yeah, we have brunch now on Saturdays and Sundays. Sick! It's so it's so cute. It's so nice. It's like half indoor, half outdoor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Come by whenever. Bring whoever. We'll do I a little WeHo uh, extravaganza, a little crawl, a Let's Vander crawl. Yeah. yeah. Let's we'll do a Vander crawl. Yeah. And we gotta go I, indoor skydiving. Indoor skydiving. That sounds that sounds really annoying for you. No, <laughs> it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you, you for having me. Yeah. Jojo. Thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, we'll uh. Wow, it's been a great episode. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. Another episode of Everybody Loves Tom, because let's face it, everybody does, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>